welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast. If you are under 18 years of age, stop the podcast now. You are listening to a weekly publication produced every Friday morning. The Kinky Cast is heard in over 150 countries. This week's episode is 234. In our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships, views expressed are not representative of the management of the Kinky Cast. We welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. Today, we present Lady Steel, No Collar, No Problem, recorded live at Frolicon. Don't forget to stop by our webpage for loads of information about this show and others. KinkyCast.com. Here's your host, Lady Steel. As I said, I'm Lady Steel, attorney Lady Steel on FetLife. Ask me questions at any point in time. Yes, I really am an attorney. I'm the only open and out practicing BDSM attorney in the state of Georgia and the only one that advertises nationwide. So that's what I do. 95% of my clients come to the LGBTQIA BDSM or non-monogamy kingdoms. So I have a very interesting clientele. That's very good. I have been in leather, in the leather lifestyle, a participant in leather. I've been leather, however they want to say it. Next year will be 20 years. You know, I was like eight when I started, right? You believe me, right? I was teeny tiny. Um, but yes, I started out here um, in Atlanta at the Sanctuary of a Dark Angel, the pep house, people exchanging power. And I began my leather path, oddly enough, as a switch. Because I thought, because I have an alpha personality, because I'm an alpha leather slave, um, that that meant I was a top, right? No, not so much. Because every time I tried to dominate somebody, it literally turned my stomach. It wasn't something that... I was into, still not. And I could stand up here and bark orders and go do this and do that and talk to him almost however I want to. Um, But in the end, no, I really am a slave. And as my life has progressed over the last 20 years, I have learned different aspects of service, things of that nature. But I came to an interesting point in my journey here about a year ago. Now, everyone, this is Master Inferno. We're waving. We're waving. Um, yes, he is the holder of this lock. So, yes, I am collared as of May 4th. Ironically, didn't know that whenever I wrote this class. So, there you go. So, I'm not a hypocrite. I'm just newly collared to him. But I broke up with my former master last June. And I do a lot of stuff in this community here in Atlanta. I am local. And part of it, a lot of the questions that I got were, well, you're a slave, you must be lost. I said, why, where was I going? <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, you don't have anybody to serve. I said, that's absolutely not true. And, and one gentleman in particular who was actually pursuing me said, oh, well, you know, I've seen you in these dynamics and you're so much happier in the dynamics and all this. Well, here's the deal. I started thinking about that because I wanted to you know, kind of analyze and figure out whether or not it was true. Before we, we continue on, who in here identifies on the right side of the slash? Submissive, slave, pet, whatever. So everybody but the two of you are already now. Okay, close enough. Good. Because, of course, and I told people this could work for both sides of the slash, but of course, we right-siders, this is what we're here for. And um, I really sat and I thought about that because I have been in and out of dynamics in my life. I've only had three callers. This is my third one. And I was like, okay, am I really happier when I serve somebody? I think as all right-siders, and I'm, that's why I'm saying, I'm either going to use the term slave because in leather, we're all slaves. There's no submissives in leather. Or right-siders, because I don't want to exclude anybody. So please don't be offended if I use the term slave and you're a submissive or a puppy or I'm talking to all y'all. All y'all. Okay, all of us is, is who I'm addressing here. I th- sat and I thought about it. And yes, it's absolutely joyous to serve someone else or to be under someone else's boot or to, you know, whatever it is that your thing is. You know, of course, a lot of right-siders are very service-oriented. And so a lot of people identify as that. But, you know, there's some that aren't. You know, and there's some people who just enjoy the submissive aspect, but what it is that they do is more of a, you know, masochistic thing or things of that nature. But this applies to everybody. So I sat and I thought about this. And time had passed, and he and I were dating. He and I were playing, but we were not in any sort of formal power exchange relationship. And that's whenever I came to the big overarching theme of this class, which is You can always be in service even if it's to yourself. Now, what do you mean even if it's to yourself? I tell people this all the time about both relationships because I'm a divorce attorney. It's one of the major parts of what it is that I do. I say this as a divorce attorney and I say this as just a person who's been in relationships and as a slave. Whenever you are outside of a relationship, that is the best time to get yourself ready for the next relationship. 
Because I know SS types, whenever you're in a relationship, you want to make them happy. You want to make him or her or they happy. You want to make, the, you know, make sure that their lives are complete and all of this. And a lot of the times we deplete our battery. And sometimes, depending on how the relationship is and how it potentially ends, whenever you get to the end of that relationship, your battery is either completely out or even in the negative. I have been in the negative many times in my relationships. And I always wondered why it was whenever I got into the next relationship, I I, I felt like I was playing catch up all the time, you know? It was like I didn't feel like I was being fulfilled unless I was serving somebody else. And that's where this big misconception comes into play. What do you do about this? Right side of the slash, left side of the slash. You're new, sir, you, who are staring at me. Yes. (laughs) Oh, good, good, good. We have a couple of left-siders in here, but... So, not for this class. Not allowed. Ha ha. Big overarching theme. Take care of yourself. One of the most important things you can do as a slave... Again, I'm using this term for all all right-siders. He was new. He wasn't in here when I said that. Is to learn yourself. Because we're pleasers. We're people-pleasers. We like to make sure they're happy in all of this. And I know I have been guilty of this. Where I have done things for the people on the left side of the slash that I would not be willing to do if we were not in a power exchange and a scene or something to that effect. And that not only depletes you, but that degrades you. And not the fun way. I mean, I like degradation play. I do, but not like that. Because if you're constantly sacrificing yourself, and for you, it's this great, huge, grand sacrifice, right? But to them, it's Friday morning. You know, it's what they expect. And so that's where the communication starts to break down. You start to feel like you're being depleted, and you don't think that they're grateful enough for what it is you're doing. So what that really means is that you possibly could be mismatched. And that's okay. So if you get to know yourself when you're outside of a relationship, when you meet that next person, then you know whether or not you're compatible. To me, that's the first step. Because, yes, you can serve or service. Service, have a drink. Services, let me put my mouth on your dick. See, that's the difference for me. And so I can serve or service anybody, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be fulfilled in doing it. Now, a lot of us like to say, oh, well, if I'm serving anybody, I'm happy. Yeah, might want to check that. If you have those feelings, get a little bit of self-awareness. And I say that because whenever I was like that, I had a huge hole in my self-esteem that I needed to work on. And this became part of my self-awareness. And so once I was aware of that, then I knew I had to place boundaries upon myself to make sure that I didn't give too much to the people that I served on the left side. Self-awareness. It's all going to come back to self-awareness, by the way. Everything that we talk about today, for those that are taking notes, put that in your big box up top. Self-awareness. What do you like? What do you not like? What are your limits? Who in here has hard limits? I'm going to say everybody going to raise their hand just about, right? Okay. I have three, don't I? Yeah, well, come to our when a good scene goes bad class, and you'll get to hear about that. I have three hard limits. How did I learn that? Experience. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people who come to this lifestyle and they ask me, especially on the right side of the slash, they're like, well, how do you know if you like piss play or fisting or you know, whatever? And I said, well, I did it. Well, how did you know you didn't like it? Well, I didn't. That's why I did it, <laughs> you know? Well, do you like it? Yes. <laughs> Are there things that you don't like? Not a lot. <laughs> but yeah, no, electricity, you can stay the fuck away from me for that. And that was pretty much a given before, but after trying it and having it accidentally thrust upon me a time or two... Then I know he's like, move along, that's the other class. (laughs) Um, Then yeah, no, I know I definitely don't like it. So you may come pre-wired with some things. Maybe it's a childhood trauma or something like that. Keep that on your list. If you are interested in a negotiations checklist, and since we're not trying to be nice to left-siders, because these two people love me and they know that they know me, we're going to talk just for us. We're going to be selfish in here and say this. I have a negotiations list. It's about yay long. And it's questions. And somebody that I played with a year and a half ago actually was the one that introduced me to this. And I asked him, he was on on the left side, and I asked him to send it to me. What's on this list? Actually, I can tell you what's on the list because I keep it on my phone. If you want this, write me on Fat Life. I'll be more than glad to send it to you. And the reason why I'm going over this very specifically is because I think where a lot of us fall down on the right side is, again, we want to please so much, especially if it's in a scene. We negotiate a scene and we're so eager to play or we're in sub-frenzy, which is even worse, and we forget stuff or they forget stuff or something to that effect. Yes, I'm going to make him pay for that for years, by the way, because I love him. (laughs) And that's what I'm saying. You forget things. And whenever you send something this long to somebody and it's already filled out for you, then yeah, you have a propensity of not forgetting. For example, medical concerns, allergies, open wounds, piercings, body modifications, last STI testing... 
the results. Scale of 1 to 10, where do you like pain? What's your stop everything word? Do you like to use colors, red, yellow, green? Are you more of a stingy or a thuddy player? What are your hard limits? What areas of your body do you not want to be touched in? Do you have any triggers? What words, names, or other things do you find offensive? That's a big one I find with a lot of us times. Um, How do you feel about restraints, and do you require aftercare? See, that last one especially, that's exclusively for you. Because I have played with tops, oh boy have I, who don't do aftercare. And the first time I played with one, my ex actually, the first time we played, and he, we were at 1763, it was a local dungeon, and uh, we were done playing. He looks at me and says, clean this up, and he walked off. He went outside to smoke because he's Goran, that's what they do. In the Goran world, the slaves do the aftercare for the slaves. So in his culture, and I'm sitting here going, the fuck? <laughs> I was like, where's... Where's my petting? Where's my, you know, where's my water? Can I, can sister get some water? Just a little bit, you know? Mm-mm, it didn't happen. Why? Because we didn't talk about that. And I think aftercare is one of the most important things you need to know about yourself whenever you're doing a scene because otherwise you might end up with this slight emotional scarring that you may not really want. So, yes. Oh, and that, that's what I was going to say. If you have any questions during any of this, raise your hand. I'm just not going to stand here and lecture. Go ahead. Absolutely. I don't drop immediately the day after. Yeah, I don't Sometimes either. Sometimes it's like a day, two, three days, and then you're like, why is I in a bad mood all day? Right. You drop it and you don't realize. Well, and the way that you take care of yourself is, first of all, being self-aware and knowing that. And then discussing that with the person. But don't bust their balls if they don't provide that. See, that's another thing a lot of us right-siders do. Is that we, again, we're very good at being martyrs, we right-siders. We really are. I put myself up on this cross for you, and literally and figuratively. And now, you know, you must take care of me for what I did for you. Really? Well, they stood up there and beat your ass for 30, 45 minutes, hour, in our case, two and a half hours at a time. And, you know... I was like, I was probably one of the first people that ever looked at you and said, what do you need for aftercare? Because I know the feeling, you know? And so that's a good service to provide, but you got to take care of yourself first. This all comes back down to what do you want to do? Again, we're not allowed to be martyrs anymore. You're not allowed to walk out of this class and nail your palm to your forehead, poor pitiful me, anymore. Because we are strong. We have to be strong with what it is we do. Yes, they're strong, they're formidable, they're hopefully mentally strong. I have to have one that's mentally strong. But we too have to be strong. And in that, you cannot be afraid to speak up for yourself. Because again, say the person that you said you wanted to serve, but there's a trust issue there. You know, you have this yearning, and you want to fulfill it, and there may be a way around that, or there may not be. But communication is so important. Communication is so important. Self-awareness is communication with yourself. Think about that. Have an internal dialogue. It's okay. If you journal, journal. Sounds like to me you need to write out what your issues are with these two individuals. Read it. Feelings aren't facts. Always remember that. So you may feel something that is completely not valid. You may be having baggage from another relationship, or you may be having baggage from your childhood or something to that effect. Write it all out. And whenever you actually see it, then you might go, oh, well, maybe this isn't such an issue. Or if the trust issue goes down so far to the core to where you can't think your way around it, then you're going to have to communicate with them. Do, are they aware of this trust issue? Okay. I understand. Yes. We're jumping around a little, but that's okay. Um, one of the things that I always tell people whenever they're going into self-improvement for the next relationship, and this is very vital for right-siders after self-awareness, is learning how to communicate with yourself, communicate with others, and make sure what's going on in here, separate the facts from the feelings. Because again, feelings aren't facts. They are not. As much as we want them to be. But I feel you wronged me. Feelings don't mean shit. You know, whenever it comes to this trust issue, was there rules? Were the rules violated? Who did it? Why? Because let me tell you something. People are really bad about shaking fingers at people and throwing them under the bus and lighting the fires. I see your hand. And all this other stuff about, you know, rule breaking. And no, rule breaking isn't cool. But we've all done it. If anybody in here thinks you ain't never broke a rule in a relationship, you can walk out now because y'all lie, motherfucker. I'm just letting you know. 
I've done it. Everybody in this room has done it. It may have been out of fear, out of desperation, out of loneliness, um, any of these things. And so you said that, that the communication has been made and the trust. Okay. Let me ask you a question. How important is it? Okay. Because you said, what's my criteria? Um, there have been hurts between us. There have not been harms between us. I think so. Emotional harms. Uh-uh. Difference between hurt and harm. Hurt. I walk up to somebody, I slap them, because I, I, I am a sadist. But, <laughs> and I, I slap them, and it's in a scene, and it's all good, and I'm hurting them. That's good. But they say, don't open skin, I take a knife and I cut them. That's harm, because for whatever reason, they ain't into that. Or if you do something that psychologically damages somebody, yeah, no. See, we're all in this, we all always need to remember the Boy Scout credo, always leave it better than you find it. Try to do that with the people in your relationship and with yourself when you're in a relationship. Um, but... If, if this violation of trust was that level of important, you got to learn to forgive. Forgiveness isn't for them, it's for you. Because if you have this yearning to serve this person, but you can't get past the trust, your ego is in the way. Why? Ego is based out of fear. All negative emotions are rooted in fear. And so, mm -hmm. what's your fear? Are you fear they're going to break your trust again? Oh, yeah, no shit. I hate that. Oh, I hate feelings. Ooh. I do. I really do. Now, that's a separate issue. Right. But that was my first line of defense was I need to be able to advocate for myself. Do they have a problem with that? No. Oh, okay. See, we're getting out of the bottom of it now. Stop right there. We don't judge people. It's not up to us to judge people. Um, what it is up to us to do is to evaluate their value to us and whether or not the juice is worth the squeeze. I know I'm using a lot of catchphrases, but that makes it easier to remember. And so is the juice worth the squeeze? If it is, then you're going to have to set your fear aside. You're going to have to set your, oh, they hurt me. There's your ego right there, the martyrdom, right, aside. In order to continue to serve this person, you're going to have to jump off the cliff. It is difficult. Now, it can be done. Trust can be rebuilt. That's a big myth. Oh, once you get the trust, you lost the trust, you can never get it back. You absolutely can. But, I'm going to tell you the same thing I told a friend of mine who's a slave just the other night about her man. Um, when a bone is broken, it heals back stronger than it was before. But there will always be a scar there. And that scar is a reminder to both you and this other person not to let that happen again. So at the same time, you've got to move away from it. Always remember it so that it doesn't happen again. D, another class we're teaching, the discipline in BDSM. Discipline is huge as a slave. That is second important under self-awareness. If you're doing a tree, self-awareness, then discipline. Everything we do we do on the right side is discipline. And I'm not talking about, oh, if, if, you, if then. Mm -mm. I'm talking about you have to have enough intestinal fortitude to make a choice because your conflict is that you haven't made the choice whether or not you're going to jump back into the pool. So you've either got to make the choice to do this or you've got to make the choice to walk away from it. And that can be really hard, especially if it's somebody who you're really digging or you used to really dig or something like that. Believe me, I understand. I divorced the father of my child who was also my master. I get it. Because, yeah, I was in it to win it whenever I birthed that child. It just didn't work after four years. And sometimes you just have to walk away. And I'm in a much better situation now. I'm a much better parent. I'm a much better slave because of it. But you're going to have to make that choice. You're going to have to set the fear aside and take the chance again. Now, 
I'm not telling you not to talk to this person and tell them this so that they know the value of what it is you're doing. Because if they don't value you enough to do the same, because no matter how much we love somebody or want to serve somebody or how good they are, how good they fuck us or whoop our ass or whatever, yeah, if they don't value you as much as you value them, there's an inequity there. And that's not good. This all goes back again to the self-awareness. And you have to have the discipline to be able to walk away if that's what you have to do. may not be what you want to do, but maybe what you have to do. Is this helping? Okay, good. So, she's sneaking out just like she said she would. Bye, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Which gets us to more, thank you, thank you for the transition, of self-awareness. Self-esteem. Yeah. One of the things I went for years and years and years without was self-esteem. And in order to get self-esteem, because people ask me this all the time, oh, well, you know, how do you get self-esteem? You get self-esteem by doing esteemable things. Well, what does that mean? Because I asked that question for the longest time. What does that mean? What that means is you make that decision and you stick to it. And it might hurt like a motherfucker. But I promise you, in the end, when you're a month, three months, six months down the road, and you're in a better situation, your self-esteem will grow because you know you made the right decision. So what if you make a mistake? Well, it sucks. But you learn from it. And if you don't learn from your mistakes, then you better start learning how. Because something good always comes out of anything, no matter how bad it is. But... Yes, exactly what you said. Self-worth, self-esteem, nobody can take that from you. You can't give it away. It's up to you to get it, to maintain it, to keep a hold of it. And yes, they can get into our heads. They're very good at that. They're very good at that. But at the end of the day, remember, you are a child of your higher power, a person of worth, worthy of love and loving, always. Does that sound familiar to you? You keep nodding. Yeah, then you know where I got it from. Um, Yes, nine years. So, yes. If y'all want to know what code we're talking about, I can tell you. But anyway, but self-esteem is very important in what it is that we do. Because I can't tell you the number of times I have served and felt used. Who's felt used in here? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody raise their hand. Except for this nice lady. She's like, I can't say anything. He's sitting right here. (laughs) But yes, even with him, I felt used before. We've only been doing this for a year now. It absolutely happens. But then... Here's the thing. If you have this toolbox that I'm talking about of self-awareness, discipline, self-esteem, self-worth, doing all the good things, refilling your battery, then whenever those negative things happen, they don't impact you quite so hard. And the more you use the tools, you can unpack your toolbox and use it a lot quicker and get a better result. And that is what is essential. So back to the original topic. What do we do when we're single? All of this. By the way, you can also do this when you're in a relationship too. It's a little more difficult because you got a little more distractions, but... This is all important to maintain yourself. Now, let's talk about literal self-maintenance. What can you do? Well, what do you enjoy? What for this? Again, this goes back to self-awareness. What fulfills your soul? I am the biggest introvert you will ever want to meet. It's a true story. I litigate for a living, and I stand up in front of a room full of people at the con that I enjoy the most and talk to you for hours at a time. Um, Last night, I didn't teach anything. Walked around the hallway, said hi to everybody, the whole nine yards. And I always go back into my hotel room and I cry every night. Why? Because i got to let it out. I'm a three-time cancer survivor. I used to bottle. Yeah, that probably contributed to it. So now I let it out. If I'm sad, I let it out. If I'm happy, I let it out. If I'm mad, glad, sad, whatever, I let it out. Because that helps me. That fulfills, that like empties the negativity so that I can fill it back up with positivity for the next day. But that's my self-care. Some people like to exercise. <laughs> I don't even understand that. Like a dear friend of ours would say, no, yeah, I'm almost, he's here. Oh, I'm going to go to the gym. And I'm like, God bless you. Because <laughs> like, I'm never going to do that at Frolicon ever. My workout is in the dungeon. <laughs> but, you know, um, but that makes him happy. You know, maybe you like to draw. Maybe you like to paint. Maybe you like to listen to music. Drive cars really fast and scream out the window. I've done that too. Find yourself a couple of things. I can't tell you. It's so sad to me when an S-type looks at me and says, 
When, when I say that, what do you enjoy? Oh, well, I enjoy serving master. Yeah, f- fuck, we all do. Okay, what do you, what you, for you, that has nothing to do with them, fuck them, again, for the 14th time I've said that, what makes you, no offense, of course, what makes you happy? I've had about three or four in the last two years look at me and say, I don't know. And these aren't 20-year-olds, folks. These were 40-year-old women looking at me saying this. And I'm like, how do you not know? Yeah, and that's what a lot of people say. Outside master, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's not good. That's codependent. We don't like codependent. We, we are, power exchange is a symbiotic relationship, okay? Yes, we can't have one without the other in a relationship. But as individuals, we're going to survive out there on our own. And if you do what I'm sitting here talking about doing, you're not only survive, you'll thrive. And then, because people ask me all the time, you know, Lady Seal, you always seem to be serving somebody or in a relationship with somebody, you know. How do you find Mr. and Ms. Wright, you know? And I said, well, they come to me. Well, how is that? Because I'm a beacon of happiness and non-drama and joy. And you see all these pens that I've got? I go places. I teach. I volunteer. That's what makes me happy, you know. And it's not just that I get my face out there. If you're a happy person, a truly fulfilled person, then they will come. You attract what you are. If you haven't attracted positivity in the past, yeah, look in the mirror. Excuse me, a friend of mine years ago said to me when I had a string of failed relationships. I'm like, oh, well, that bastard, blah, 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 and all this. And he looked at me, God bless him, and he said, who's the common thread? Well, what do you mean? I mean, this person lied, and this person, no, 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 no. Who's the common thread? And I went, oh, are you saying I'm a horrible person? Yeah, it was before the nine years. And I was like, oh, well, how dare you, asshole? You know, no, he was right. I kept attracting what it was that I was. These days, yeah. Oh, and I, I was the world's worst about going from one, I was a serial monogamist, going from one relationship to the next and not letting myself heal in between. Mm-mm. Bad, 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 bad. Now, I'm not saying you have to be alone. I'm not saying you got to be celibate. Dude, whenever I broke up with the last one, oh, yeah, I fucked everything that moved because I like that. That fulfills me in more ways than one. <laughs> you got the pun. Good, I'm glad. That was, it was 1130, almost 1130, so, you know. Um, but, yeah, no. I went out and played and fucked and did all sorts of fun things because that made me happy. But I also knew I wasn't doing it to fill a hole in my self-esteem. I wasn't doing it to get approval. I wasn't doing it to be told I'm a good girl or anything like this. Mm-mm. I did it because I liked it. And that's where us S-types especially get hung up too. With sex and play, oh, well, I will do anything for them. <sighs> Remember your hard limits. No, actually, you won't. You, well, let them break out the chainsaw? Really? Okay. So I know crazy motherfuckers that would do that just to scare you, you know? They're really not kidding, some of them. <laughs> I'm just like, mm. she, she's a, she, I can see her doing it. Yeah. Yeah. She's the type of person yeah. And I know some of them who will do that just to prove to you that you do have hard limits. And it's good to, to learn from them. But God, know a little bit about yourself first. Yes. Uh, my former dog, I used to pride myself, not pride myself, but I never really think about her. Like, I never have. Actually called yeah. or anything. Yeah. Well, I had, and then I had the problem saying that. If somebody needs help, mm-hmm. even though I, like, I started that event one time, and literally I worked four days from 6 a.m. to 1 a.m. nonstop. Oh, God. Okay, and, and I would nonstop when I was drained at the end of the event because I And who finish. benefited from that? They did, but, but I mean, I was so run down from mm-hmm. that. But anyway, my top... I couldn't tell nobody that. Right. Because we did a waterboarding scene. Ooh. And Rikers. But my my safe word was the Dom. My Dom. Dom made or yeah, at the time was fuck me. Your safe word was fuck you? But to Wow, them, that's awesome. But to I'd them, use that forty thousand times. No. <laughs> oh, stopping it. Yeah, he's like, yeah, no, no that would never work. But, but for me, but for honestly, Think about this to honestly mean, like saying, yeah, to him. No, I, I honestly mean it. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, yeah. like, but me, like, your personality, you, I can't see that no, anything. Like, yeah, fuck you to my dog. <laughs> you know, I, you know, mm. that just, it mm. was like, yeah. yeah, that's a good one, though. That's but a good yeah, one, though. That, I mean, but we did that, and that, 
Now, when, when I said my super, Trish, knew I was. I knew right. I was, too. She said, now you can tell me, tell me that, and you tell anyone that. Good point. You know, and that was just, mm-hmm. that was a big, like, wow, I mm-hmm. actually came. That was an aha. Uh-huh. But, but, you know, I always want to please people or mm-hmm. help, because it was like. But you learned that day that boundaries are important. Speaking of boundaries, we've touched on that a little bit. A moment on safe words. Yes, I have never read it out. That does not mean that I'm super slave or whatever. As a matter of fact, I had a scene last summer where I should have read it out. Or I should have at least stopped it. And the person did not read my signals. I ended up being emotionally damaged for a little while. He actually had to clean up that mess, and that was very bad. Um, And the person just handled it bad all the way around. And I'm here to tell you, as a heavy bottom, trained in gay leather, which there's a difference between gay and head leather. Gay leather is a lot more hardcore, where you, you, know, you have to, to do what Master says and all this other stuff. I don't know anybody in any community that does not have a red or a red equivalent. Find it. Know what it is if you don't know what it is. And don't be afraid to use it. Because I have sent, since that scene last summer, I've sat and watched people's scenes. And I have watched the ones where they did read out. And, of course, my whole thing always was I had this big expectation that the person that I was playing with, you know, would be disappointed or whatever. Every single person I've seen read out, their tops were glad for it. And that was a lesson for me. I'm 44 years old, and that was a lesson for me. I've been doing this 20-plus years, and that was a good lesson for me. So never be afraid to keep learning. That's another thing. Um, but, yeah, that was a big, a big thing for me. And with he and I, he will always look at me and we're going to do something new or harder or something and say, let me know if you're not okay. And I got a hand signal. I can't verbalize. I still can't bring myself to say anything. I can hold up my hand. And he knows. We got to pause. We got to, you know, whatever. And so never be afraid to do that because that's taking care of yourself again. What caused you to put your hand up? Was it physical or was it the I understand her question. Oh, no, physical. I'm, very, I'm, I'm a very mentally formidable person. I hadn't found the one that could even come close to break me here. Yeah. But I, because of my prior health issues and everything, there's some things physical. I can do just about anything warmed up correctly, but sometimes just a little much, <laughs> you know, until... He's big into canes. When I met him, if you told me a year ago, oh, you're going to love canes and Stingy and all this, I would have called you a lying motherfucker to your face. Like, Sting used to make me hit people. Like, I hated it. Now, you could punch the holy hell out of me, kick me, whatever. But you sting me, I'm going to kill you. Now, he has gotten me to where I actually kind of like it now. But even still, every once in a while, if I'm not in the right space, I mean, like last night, he has this rattan cane, solid rattan. It's not hollow. About this big. He's hit me with it last night in the dungeon. Threw him a leather dress. And he couldn't swing too hard. Because, I mean, we were just kind of futzing around. We weren't really having a scene, you know. Um, and so, even then, I was, you know, he knows my body language well enough to know when he needs to dial it back a notch. But there has been times whenever he has hit me with other things. Um, especially with the stinging where I'm just like, <clears throat> and that's what I do. I go, <clears throat> and he's smart enough to back off. Because he's not the type of top to keep pushing that. Unless I look at him and say, I want to do this. Like the first time he came me, I was like, came me, daddy, we're doing this. You know, and it was great until he accidentally choked me out. But again, come to our other class for that. It was awesome. (laughs) That would be the reason why we're teaching this class. The way a good scene goes bad. For me, it was a physical thing. For me, I will stop physically way before I will mentally or even emotionally. So yeah. And, And again, that's me. Some people might be able to get the shit beat out of them and kicked and bleeding and little sobbing ball of mess and that's perfectly all right see subspace a word on subspace i have two very distinct experiences with subspace okay everything before him (laughs) and with him i find because we are 20 evidently we're a 24 7 dynamic um we don't even live together yet we're working on that but he was very highly trained in protocols as was i and we melded together so well just being around, it's a year later, I still get butterflies in my stomach when I talk to him on the phone. I still am nervous when we're going to events, when we're going, God, when we go, we go to this once, once monthly play party here and every month I feel like I'm going to vomit before we play. 
every time because I don't want to disappoint him. I want to feel good. I want him to feel good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know everybody in here knows what I mean. So with him, I am almost at a level of subspace all the time. And then it just gets increased. With everybody else, sometimes I didn't. There was a lot of times whenever I've played with people and it's like, God, when are we going to be done? (laughs) It's really, I'm bored. It takes a very formidable person to get me into subspace because for me, it's mostly here because endorphins are good and they feel good and all that. But my physical pain, my physical endorphins do not put me in the subspace. It has to be here. There's been times, very rare times when he and I have played when I didn't get into that deep euphoric state because it just wasn't right for us. There was one particular scene. This was last October. We'd had an argument. We'd been having an ongoing argument um, for a little while. And we did the scene, and it was good, and it was fine. And, uh, and I may have spit on him and, you know, all this stuff, and I was mad. And so towards the end, during aftercare, I'm kneeling in front of him, arms around him. And I, he's like, okay, we're done. Stand up. And he bites me. I mean, bites me right there. I go to pull away. He's not letting go. See, he's so mad too. And I, before I even, seriously, y'all did not think about what I was doing. I hauled off and slapped him. Open palm slapped him, which is a hard limit for him. So it's spinning, by the way. So we covered all the bases that night. And he came up from, came up from my throat like this. And I put my elbow in his and I took my weight and threw it into him. And we almost broke a antique buffet that was sitting right there next to us. We heard a crash and I said, I think we should stop this. He said, yes, that was the, we both agreed. That was the most exciting part of the entire everything that night. So even when things are really good and really right, most of the time, sometimes it doesn't happen. Is this an issue for you? Not being able to get into subspace? Taking a survey? What are we doing? (laughs) Have you ever gotten into subspace? Okay. Okay. Figured there's a reason why you're asking. The reason I ask is because I don't have a lot of friends on Facebook that I can ask these questions to. Are you on FedLife? I don't know. I know, right? Oh, let me show you the way. (laughs) FetLife.com. It's the Facebook for all of us. That's why I said Attorney Lady Seal on FetLife. That's my handle. Oh, yeah, girl. There's groups on there. No, girl, there's, there's people on there, there's groups, there's discussion boards. That's how you find the local events that you can go to to talk to other people about stuff like this. Girl, get you some FetLife. Woo. Oh, yeah, be sure that if he claims you as his, you make sure you put that on there because that helps. Not necessarily a full-time deterrent, but it helps. Girl, get you some fat life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, all of us in here. Cause yeah, we'll we'll hook you up for sure. Where are you from? Okay. Oh, yeah. I was about to say, go to the Red Stick groups. They're amazing. And Noble is has. I don't know if Noble's. Did they close? Okay. Yeah, we were there last year. Yeah, there's a, a whole bunch of groups, especially out there. Yeah, girl, get you some fat life. Oh, yeah. You can go to the smallest areas of the world, and there's going to be a gathering of kinky people somewhere, sometime. I promise. I have a high school friend that went into this and then got out. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you need a network. You need people you can talk to. You need groups that you can go to, roundtable discussions. All this other stuff. Yeah, okay. He answers all of my questions. He's like, poorly. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing. And you know what? Back to the original topic. What if you didn't have him? Then what would you do? And even if, and again, no offense to the left-siders in here. Fuck them. Really? What the hell do they know? They've never had their ass beat. And even if they had, that was before they became a top. See, in leather, a lot of the times you start on the bottom and work your way to the top. And sometimes they remember those lessons and sometimes they don't. And so, you know what? Your experience will never be his experience and vice versa. And that's okay. That's where we're the yin and the yang of, of what it is that we do. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little woo-woo on y'all. But yeah, that's why we're the yin and the yang. And we fit together again, power exchange relationship. And yes, obeying his protocols and doing what he likes and all this and him vice versa works. But again, what if, God forbid, he wasn't there? Or what if you're on a business trip? You know, this is what I tell people all the time. It's like, well, I'm in a relationship, so you know, I don't have to worry about this. Yeah, but what if one of you goes on a business trip? What if something happens in one of your families and you're not able to participate in this? 
you know, if you don't like live together, like, you know, what if you're in a long distance relationship? Then what do you do? Then I see your finger. And then a lot of stuff applies. But yes, absolutely. Another step to this self-awareness, self-fulfillment, have yourself a network. If for no other reason, a safe call. Do you know what a safe call is? Ooh, girl. Mm. Ooh, we're doing 10, we're doing 099. But that's okay. I don't mind. Get yourself a safe call. That's another thing. Because let's say you are single. You don't have anybody on this. But you meet Mr. Ms. They write. And you want to play with them. But you don't know shit about them. Now, I'm not going to tell you not to play with them. I will tell you, go to their house. Do whatever you want to. Fuck them. Do what you want to do. But I'm also going to tell you to have a safe call. A safe call is someone that you say, okay, I'm going to Mr. So-and-so's house at 8 o'clock. If you have not heard me via text, Facebook, carrier pigeon, what the hell ever, by 10 o'clock, call the cops. This is my, the address where I'm going to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I do, my friend, they try to do the text thing. Mm-hmm. But we do the phone call and have a certain word. Uh, work yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. All right. So develop a code, but make sure that they know that, you know, you're there and that you're safe and all this other stuff. That's very, very, and especially as single people doing pickup play. Oh yeah. That's essential. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. We all know them. We all know them. We all know these people who will sit there and talk your ear off and take your time and oh, poor pitiful me and blah, blah, blah. And all this stuff. This goes back to boundaries. If you know, no is a complete sentence. Y'all get that right? No, period. You don't have to explain yourself because we as S-types, we are the worst in the world about saying, well, no, because, mm -mm, no, because. Again, you're a valid person. When you say no to something, it doesn't matter what it is. That's perfectly acceptable answer. And if you are playing with somebody or fucking somebody or friends with somebody that does not accept that, fuck them. Because your no is enough. Now, you can, like for instance, with him, I will say no because, and I will try to make sure I'm not being overly explainy. You know what I mean? Because when I'm being overly explainy person, that means that I'm trying to seek his approval. Mm -mm. No, sir, I can't unpack the room last night, like last night, because I didn't get here till 915 and I had places to be. I'll do it whenever we're done. Okay. You know, that's actually the big line between him and everybody else I've ever been with. The reason why I will probably be with this man for the rest of my life, because he accepts no period as an answer. And he never busts my balls when I give valid reasons. It's amazing. Then you better keep him. Because let me tell you something. All the rest of these motherfuckers out there want to sit there and tell you, well, you know, I'm Mr. or Ms. Domly Dom. And yeah, it's a, no, no, you can't tell me no. Pfft, yeah, I can. Yeah, don't ever tell me. You, you, I can't tell you no. Oh, no, that's funny. Yeah, no, I can. And I will. Because, again, I have to keep myself fulfilled. Okay. So we've all talked about the woo-woo and the psychological and all that. Let's get down to actual brass tacks. Thus, my list. From a practical perspective, I have this taped because it's a good luck charm. So... I really have really nice portfolios, but this one's kind of janky because I keep it with me wherever I go. So we've talked about the psychological, which, yes, is a huge part of what it is we do. I mean, we all know that. If they don't have you here, they ain't getting down here. I mean, you know that. So, yes, take care of yourself. I could teach, a cla- I could teach an intensive on that for four hours alone, as you can tell. But from a more practical perspective... Make yourself a better S-type for the next one. You want to be in service to somebody, be in service to yourself. Remember I said that in the beginning, right? This is how. A lot of people talk to me because this is one of the classes I teach. Protocols. You can have your own protocols for yourself and keep yourself accountable. Remember the discipline? Very important, the big D. Mm -hmm. And keep yourself accountable when you're not in a relationship. I am the world's worst. I am a hedonist. I like everything that feels good. Work? What the fuck is that? I own my own firm, so I don't have to work till 11 o'clock in the morning if that's what I want to do. Now, I recently lost my nanny, and so with having a three-year-old, I now got to get up the damn morning. So that's given me discipline that I really didn't expect. Yeah, my whole world got turned upside down because I was used to staying up to like four in the the morning and yeah, all this other stuff. And now I have the bedtime of a toddler with him because, you know, (laughs) I have to get up with a toddler. Um, But you can absolutely instill your own protocols. Have you eaten today? You know, don't ever get into halt. You know what halt is? Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. If you were any of these four things, one or more, you know the Snickers commercial, you're not yourself if you don't eat? It's fucking true. It's chemical. It's physiological. Yes, thank you, sir. Hungry, angry, lonely, 
tired. Now, I'm not talking lonely in the, oh, poor pitiful me, I don't have anybody. I can be in a room full of people and be lonely. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So if you feel unloved, unwanted, something, that's the lonely I'm talking about. So if you're sleep deprived, you're tired, or you're just emotionally exhausted, if you're angry, angry is always a mask for fear, but if you're pissed off or if you're hungry, you will not make good life decisions, especially as S-types, because then the natural focus and the natural propensity is to go out and want to please somebody. Well, then you're giving something you don't have to give. Hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Don't get in a halt. And God, ooh, I am a right, hairy, raving bitch when I have all four. But I knew you were going to say that, and you have to sleep sometime, I'm just saying. So hungry, angry, lonely, tired. He's too big. He's a big, strong man, so I'm not going to try to, like, beat him up while he's awake because I'm not stupid. <laughs> See, that's my limitation. But you sleep, I'm be standing over you with hot grits and syrup. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's an old southern. Oh, then y'all are familiar with Oh, girl. No, no, back in the 1800s when women would catch their men cheating, they would pour cane syrup on the genitals and then pour hot grits over it. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah, that's a red, isn't it? (laughs) Everybody in here is like, nope, I Brazilian wax and I ain't doing that shit. Nope, 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 nope. And no, sir, that's a red for me. So, (laughs) but your own protocols. And if you start practicing your own protocols, then you'll know what you like when you get into a relationship. Do you like someone to keep up with you and say, have you eaten today? Have you drank enough water? Have you slept enough? Blah, 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 and all this. I don't want to be micromanaged. Fucking micromanage me. Anybody got time for that? Um, But other people do. Other people want that kind of thing, sir. May I go to the bathroom? Figure out. Yeah, he hates that. (laughs) Figure out what it is you like. Experiment with yourself. And if you're like, well, how do I keep up with it? Set yourself a timer. You know, it's 10 o'clock at night. It's time for me to go to bed because I have to get up at 5 in the morning and go to work. Then you know what? If you don't do that, because then you're like, there are no protocols without repercussions. Well, if I get, you know, I'm me. I can do that. Well, no. Then you take something away from yourself that would be joyous. Not fulfilling, but joyous. You don't get your candy bar the next day. You don't get to, you know, whatever. Instill your own discipline because there's nothing more attractive to people on the left side than someone with discipline. Watch me when I walk through this place. I walk with purpose. I hold my head high. I look at people. I smile. I do all of this because I have the discipline and I have this purpose and I have this strength because years and years of doing all of this. And, ooh, the left-siders love that shit, especially when you come pre-trained. They love that because then they ain't got to do the work. Can you talk about pre-training? Yeah, I've been doing this for 20 years. I knew my shit. What do you you consider pre-training? Oh, Lord. Oh, is it? Okay, well, okay. Until they come, they'll come kick me out, but thank you. Yes. Um, what do I consider pre-trained? I thought that's pretty odd. Um, well, for years and years, I was uh, mentored by leather people who taught me all of these things, these things that I'm passing on to you. Um, my gosh, pre-trained. I knew how to cook and clean and serve, and I knew what proper protocols were in regards to military table service, dinner service, um, cigar service. I know how to do Japanese and English tea service, and all of these things. I wasn't born with this, which gets me to one of the other things I was going to say, etiquette. You want to turn on a left sider? Pick up Emily Post. I suggest 1950s, but if that's a little bit too antiquated gender roles for you, I understand. But remember, you can always substitute out the pronouns in your brain. Um, But yeah, about if you, for me, if you want to start with etiquette, start with Emily Post in the 1950s. You want to go hardcore? Go back a couple of, to the 40s, to the 30s, to the 20s. I have a link I can send you of either the very first or second Emily Post book that was ever published. You want hardcore? Oh yeah, do that. Know how to set a table. Know how, where the, the glasses go and the china goes and all this. Come to my FetLife page. I have that. Um, I'm trying to get through. I'm so sorry. Um, know a little bit about wine, beer, cigars. Because I promise you, the males, the females, and everybody else. Even I told you I'm sexist. I'm 44. Believe me, I understand gender. It's all here. I got it. They, all them out there, one of those three things they're more than likely going to like. And if they don't, find out what it is. She's sitting here shaking her head, but she's a reader. If I was serving her, I would learn about all of her authors and what she likes. So know a little bit about everything. Become a jack-of-all-trades because chances are when you throw the dart and you find that one, you're going to hit on something that they like that you know something about.
and if you don't be willing to learn. Um, but yeah, etiquette, I always start with Emily Post. Always, always, always. Because see, basic etiquette is the foundation of the protocols in the BDSM world. Um, if you want to know more, military protocols, because that's where we all come from, the BDSM world, the leather world, <laughs> which evolved into the BDSM world, um, at least the communities. Appearance. A word on appearance. Oh, God, how do I say this without sounding like a complete elitist? Oh, wait, I am an elitist. Okay, that's good. Yeah, dress well. Take a bath. Keep yourself prettied up in whatever it is that that means to you. I'm not saying if you're a woman, you have to be high femme, or if you're a man, you have to be butch. No. There's nothing sexier than confidence. And if you know who and what you are and how you like for that to appear, then do that. Get to my last nerve when people show up to dungeons and they're like, look like they just crawled out of bed, unless that's your thing, I guess. I, I don't even know. Well, I just don't understand why nobody wants to talk to me. God, brush your teeth. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're talking basic hygiene here. Again, you are, you attract what you are. So let's remember that. So whenever you go out, put your best face forward. When you go to the grocery store, do the same thing. Yeah, I'm going to get all 1950s housewife on you and run a 1950s household on you real quick. Yeah, you know, if you are the heels type or whatever, you know, wear your heels and all this out to the grocery store. Why? Because you never know where you're going to meet somebody. You never know, really. And once you have all of these fulfilled things, you might be thumping melons in the grocery store and, you know, somebody walks up to you, hey, I like the way you thump your melons. You know, this is how I thump them. And you you look at them and go, wait a minute, (laughs) you know. Another thing as an S-type, wear one of these. Because in some cultures... That just means you're an S-type. It doesn't mean you're taken. Now, you want to get into all the protocols. You can wear one without a lock. You can wear one that's open and all this other stuff. But at least flag. At least let people know when you're going out to an event or a munch or something like that. What side of the slash you're on? Wear something to the right. If they know what flagging is, like in the leather community, I'm flagging black right. That means I'm into heavy BDSM and I'm a, smith- or on the, I'm a slave. I'm on the right side. So wear something on the right. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you like protocols, that sort of thing, you find somebody that recognizes this. God, I had a conversation with a dude for 15 minutes last night. We were sitting around having jello shots, and we were sitting there talking about the beads that they wear here. And I was like, yeah, but I hate it. It was actually from the, the, the TNG, and not TNG, the Red Stick group, Cliff. Um, yeah, I was talking to Cliff, and I said, you know, um, or it's backwards here. It hurts my brain because orange in the leather world is flagging for up for anything, anytime, anywhere. And here it means don't touch me. And I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> you know, my brain's like frying. Um, but yeah, do stuff like that. Kind of send out the signal a little bit, but only after you're ready. This I'm telling you right now, if you go out to a dungeon or a munch or something and you kind of halfway feel it, they're going to pick up on that. You know, I mean, God, I teach a whole class just on attracting a left sider. Um, But yeah, the short version of it is know who you are. You know, you got to dress up and show up. It's so important. You're not likely going to find somebody sitting behind a computer screen. Now, in fat life, they're going to make you believe that. Mm -mm. No, because really, leather's got to hit hide one of these days. You know what I mean? Unless you just want an online relationship. If you do, shalom. That's not me. But for the holistic approach, yes, self-awareness. This goes into everything. What do you like? Do you like protocols? then you can train yourself in protocols. You can read stuff. Uh, Dr. Bob. Mm, 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 I forget his last name. Look up Dr. Bob. I know that sounds odd. Um, he, Dr. Bob BDSM. And he writes all the books. He's a friend of mine out in Texas. Go to events. And here's a shameless plug. Are you ready? Master and I are doing a high protocol full immersion weekend. From the minute you walk in to the minute you out. Oh, I saw the faces perk up. I like that. From the minute you walk in to the minute you leave, everybody's in protocol. My card, by the way, um, is in the swag bag that you got when you got your badges. It's in there, and it has the dates for the High Protocol Weekend in there. Um, But for the minute you walk in until the minute you leave, you can be single. You do not have to be coupled to come here. We're going to have something for everybody. And if you truly want to live the experience, you get to live the experience under us. It's going to be fun. But yes, go out and learn stuff. You know what? Try stuff. I tell S-types all the time. How do you know if you like flogging or single tails or dragon tails or stingy or thuddy? Oh, well, I don't know. I've never done it. Well, go out and get your ass beat. Well, what if I don't like it? Well, lesson learned. And they look at me kind of funny, yet like the giggly thing. Well, how do you think I learned? Yeah, 20 years ago, they picked me up at the sanctuary and went, go play. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and it was a thing, but that's how you learned. Now, that might be a little, little rough and ready for your taste, but yeah, try stuff. Yeah, and a lot of people who 
teach it, like, you know, we'll be more than glad to do that. I am going to have a first at five o'clock today. I am the demo bottom for the female sounding class. Yeah, I know. And I've always wanted to do it. And I'm like, hey, total stranger, stick a metal rod in my urethra because that sounds like a good idea. Am I scared? to death <laughs> that I am not going to like it or it's going to be triggery or whatever. So even standing here in front of you as an experience, his name is Wolf. He's from North Carolina. He's covered Leatherman, which is one of the reasons why I trust him to do this. Um, but even standing in front of you, everything that I've done, there's still some stuff I haven't done. There's still some stuff I'm scared about. Like I said, I'm always terrified of disappointing him, but don't let the brain weasels keep you from being the best S type you can possibly be. Because brain weasels suck. We don't like them. Discipline. Oh, look, there it is. <laughs> so even for me, it happens. But yes, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, sexual. If what you do does not fill all five of those were applicable, then don't do it. Don't do it with somebody else. Don't do it with yourself. Figure out what it is you like. Because remember those esteemable things I was talking about? To get self-esteem, you build, or in order to build self-esteem, you do esteemable things. Do these things. You want me to repeat that? Physical, mental, emotional, because there's a difference between mental and emotional, spiritual, sexual. Fulfill these things as often as possible. Do good things. I like to do things like this. I like to pass on the knowledge. Each one teach one, really. That's what I was taught. And now that I know, now I'm passing it along. This gives me such self-esteem. If I've even helped one person. You know, I get a lot of esteem from my work because I'm not in it to be rich. I'm in it to serve the community, and I do. You know, yeah, he's in it to be rich, but ugh, he's with the wrong one for that. Um, you know, spending time with my son, that's esteemable for me because it's very rare that we get, you know, just one-on-one time because I'm so busy. A hobby that I make, stained glass pieces. I haven't done it in a long time. Yeah, I know, right? It's kind of cool, though. And you can get cuts, and it feels good. Um, but um, So get a hobby. My God, hobbies have kind of gone by the wayside. I think social media has taken up so much of our lives that we don't sit and do things. We don't have person-to-person interaction. We don't talk to people anymore. You know, call up a friend of yours and say, hey, let's go out for a drink or a cup of coffee or something. This one right here, I will call her and say, hey, you want to have lunch? And there's nothing on the agenda except we just go hang out and eat. And we'll just sit and we'll talk and we'll bitch and complain and just all this. But the person to be, all right, the buffet with the baby was hilarious. Um, but yeah, as long as he's not choking. Yeah, my three-year-old decided to take a big ball of cheese from macaroni and cheese and stuff it in his face. And we're both there because we're both moms. We're like, okay, is he going to choke? Is he not? Because most of the time he wouldn't. And sure enough, he choked. And I'm like, yeah, you know. But it's those kind of bonding experiences. If you do not have friends, and yep, I'm going to say it because the person who taught me this was right, if you don't have the same gender of friends, and I'm not talking about physical, you know, girls, you know, genders in the brain, get with the same gender friends. There's nothing like broing out or sissing out with your people. Even my gay male friends, I don't consider my female friends. There's just something about being able to sit and talk, and it doesn't matter. I mean, she's on the left side of the slash, but we can still talk like that. And yes, it's very fulfilling whenever it's other slave friends, you know? But get yourself some friends. And also, get you some opposite gender or or opposite sexual preference friends. How about that? You know? Like, I have male friends. I have straight male friends. And I have straight male friends who want to get with me, you know? And we hang out and all this other stuff. It's a good exercise in boundaries if I don't want to do that. Or it's a good exercise in getting laid if you do, you know? Be somebody else's wingman. People are like, what? Yeah, don't be all selfish. Don't make it all about you. Be somebody else's wingman. Help somebody else get laid. You know, be a good friend to people. Being a good friend to me builds enormous amounts of self-esteem. But even I have my limits. Here a couple of weeks ago, I put out this huge post. And I don't post personal shit on Facebook very often. That's bad. And I said, I've had enough. I've had enough of people saying no to me whenever I sit there and I'm there for everybody. My battery was depleted. And I ain't doing this anymore until further notice. I'm getting ready for frog. I'm got to move. Got to do this. I was in a car accident. I had to get a car. It just everything was chaotic all at once. And I had to pull back. But I knew I had to pull back because I was getting bitchy with him. I love him more than anything in this world. And he makes it easy to love him. So when things have conflict there, there's something wrong. Learn the signs. Listen to yourself. Listen to yourself. You're not wrong. You may sit and think you're wrong, especially you back there with your decisions. You may sit with the brain weasels spinning around. Another piece of advice. Best one I can give. I've asked this all the time. How do I get the brain weasels to stop? 
They never will. Good news, they never will. But if brain weasels going around the circle, hamster on the wheel, we've all done it. My spiritual advisor who told me this, make your hands busy. She literally was born in the 1950s and a housewife. But she says, iron a shirt, read a book. Because if you get into that book, you're not thinking about that anymore. If your hands are busy, iron a shirt, wash dishes, um, not necessarily homework that's too cerebral. Do something mindless and crochet. Get your mind off of it. Because if you have busy work, idle hands are the devil's handiwork, workshop. That's really true. I mean, really. Get outside of your head. That's, she and I do that all the time. To get, out of one, to get out of our heads, we just ask them, you know, just change of scenery. I do mar- walking meditation. Yeah, meditation is good. And I, I say for me, walking meditation, because I can't sit in if I got brain weasels. I can do it without brain weasels. When I say walking meditation, I mean like take a walk, take a hike, walk out to the mailbox. Truly, sometimes just a change of scenery, literal, will get you out of that pattern. And remember, feelings are not facts. And brain weasels are nothing but little bastardly balls of feelings. They're not facts. They're not factual. You could be being affected by hunger, anger, loneliness, being tired. Just remember that. It's all not real. There is no reality. There really is just perception. And so you can be the person you see standing in front of you or whoever else that you may or may not admire or whoever else you want to be. If you see a slave in your local community, oh, my God, they're great. You can be that person today. That's the good news. Because you can fake it till you make it for one. I did that for years. You can go out and learn. You really just take the first step. If you've got the brain weasels or if you want to learn protocols or if you want the discipline. Just start with one thing. Now, don't do what I do and say, oh, well, I want to do all of these things. And then I get overwhelmed and then brain weasels start and it's bad. Start with one thing. That's all it takes is one thing. Remember I had the really bad episode here a couple of weeks ago. I eventually got off my ass and made my bed. Again, I keep an immaculate house. So for me, that was huge. And then I was like, oh, okay. Gave me a little bit of self-esteem, so I'm going to do something else. Go clean the bathroom. I mean, truly, the, the Egyptian pyramids were not built in a day. It took one brick at a time. That's right. oh, oh, let me tell you something. Especially for those of us that don't take care of ourselves, or if you're a parent, oh, God, you can go days without a fucking shower. Sometimes a shower, it's better than masturbation. I mean, really, for self-care. And by the way, sometimes... Yeah, go get you an orgasm, even if it's by yourself. Because sometimes that endorphin rush, that'll do it too. Yeah. I mean, I ain't even kidding. And learning mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff. And you know what I was the happiest about in this last year? So we can round it out. Like I said, I played, I fucked, I did a lot of stuff with a lot of people. But I instantly recognized who was good and who was not for me. And once you start honing these skills, you do these esteemable things, you find the ability to say no, you know, your feelings aren't facts. And chemicals, you know what I mean, aren't facts. Uh Yeah, they're a real son of a bitch. I love the chemicals. So, you know. And I started going, yeah, yeah, no, he's a keeper. Fuck him. Her? Mm -mm. Her, oh, yeah. You know? And then I instantly, and and it's amazing when when you do the first right call, how the rest of them get easier and easier and easier. Oh, the yeah. first time you say no, it gets like what happened with his mistress, excuse me, Dame, easier and easier and easier. Absolutely. It uh, works. It really does. And it's almost like an overnight change. This isn't like, I mean, yeah, I've been doing this. Uh, let me tell you something. I was a complete failure at life until seven years, well, yeah, about seven years ago. Oddly enough, when I got cancer. But <laughs> well, that'll teach you a whole lot of lessons too. But really, what, once it finally clicks, Man, it just just goes so fast and things get easier and you can say no and you can say yes more often too. See, I was the world's worst about not doing stuff because I was afraid, not doing all the things and then getting fucked up. No, 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 I was the no person for years and years and years, but now I'm the yeah baby person (laughs) because I know what's good for me and I know what's not. Um, I was involved, because this is going to be podcasting, I have to keep anonymity a lot. Um, I was, like I said, I was involved with some people in this last year. And I knew, like, one of them was the happy fun person who um, was a bit of a Debbie Downer. So if I was having a Debbie Downer day, I wouldn't go out with that person. And there was this other person who just fucked really well. But that was really all there was to that. And I didn't want, and I, the chemicals started when I first, you know, started getting involved. And this person i know for 10 years. Then the chemicals started, ew, and I'm like, wait a minute, no. This is just this. Because of limitations in their life, because that's not what I wanted. I wanted the sex, 
But then when I started getting the feelings that go along with the endorphins, you know, and then I'm like, wait a minute. But then you learn and you go, you know what? No, I've known this person for 10 years. I trust this person. We are good here. And whenever I find the person that's good here, 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 and here, that's good. And I'll have this experience to be able to pass on. Always think, even with mistakes in life, everything's building. You know, the people that you are sitting in here today, you are a sum of your successes and your failures. So learn. Learn. I cannot say that enough. Learn, you know, protocol stuff. Learn from your mistakes. Learn by having interactions with people. And for God's sake, trust your instincts. If you got bad chemistry with somebody, you don't have to be with them. Again, no is a complete sentence. We took a break. Uh, with one another back in November. Completely my fault because I was an idiot. I let a new shiny suck me because we have an open relationship, but I let a new shiny, somebody I'd known for 30, or who was a Leatherman of 30 years, kind of suck me in, and it was bad. But when things were over with that person, I distinctly remember saying to my coworker who knew everything was going on, I said, I'll be glad when a month passes. She said, why? I said, because I'll feel better in a month. And sure enough, I put it on my calendar and my phone to do a check-in. And sure enough, that person didn't even exist to me in a month. So that's another thing that I didn't used to do. Feel free. you got to walk through the pain. you got to walk through the pain. You can't bottle it. You can't ignore it. You can't shun it. You can't carry it as baggage to put on the next person because that's not fair to them. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not fair. Walk through it because it'll be all right. It'll absolutely be all right. Nine or so years ago, there was this guy, and he was pretty, and we had played, and he was paying enough attention to me because how dare he? Um, Yeah. Yeah, I was not always the healthiest of people. And I had coffee with a friend of mine, actually, James, my friend who brought in my, my backpack. And he looked at me, and he said, I have a question for you. I said, okay. He said, now, Mr. X has asked you for space. And he had. And I said, yes. He said, and you really want to text him or call him, you know, meet with him? Oh, why, yes, I do. I said, you do real, I said, I feel like I need to be doing something, you know, to help progress our relationship. I got to do something. I do something, right? Inaction is action. Not doing something is doing something. Because not doing something in that situation gave me time to think about it, gave him time to think about it. So always remember, inaction is action as well. So you don't have to move. And actually, nothing important is urgent. Nothing urgent is important. Mm-hmm. That's a good one, isn't it? Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Please rate me on the app. Please rate my class since this is the first time ever on the app. I kind of feel like I was here, there, and everywhere. But if you all got something from it, then it's good. You have been listening to episode 234 of the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our kinky crew, I'm Max. Join us next week when we present Blood is Love to Me, The Life of a Bloody Masochist. Blood is Love to Me, The Life of a Bloody Masochist. Masochist.